Welcome to the Shining Light Podcast. This is Pastor Sam. And Patrick, no compromise with Evil Wyatt. And today we're going to be talking about the Enneagram. Now, this is something that is uh, really, really popular and, and really big. It's kind of hit mainstream. In fact, it, it really surprised me because um, I, I didn't know too much about it. Uh, in fact, I never really heard too much about it. But No, it's, it's kind of, I mean, it's been out there for a while, but, uh, you know, we're not involved in everything. We're trying to be, but not everything. Right. It's In fact, it's been around for hundreds of years, uh, from what I understand. Uh, <laughs> Maybe not, but... Uh, well... That's, that's, uh, that's what one of the claims are. Yeah, yeah. or one of the claims. Anyway. Yeah, one of the claims. It's uh, been around since, uh, yeah, over, um, over a millennium, some would say. But we're, we're going to dig into that a little bit here when we get into the history d- of it. Definitely the uh, author of it has been around for uh, hundreds, if not thousands of years. Yes, yes. He has definitely been around, <laughs> yes. Um, but but where I, I first uh, started hearing about this was that there are probably the two most popular uh, churches in our area. Um, people were talking to some people and some leaders, and, and it was being pushed in the churches here to the more popular churches. Uh, and then also um, one of the, I, not necessarily an unpopular or a popular church, but just a another person who came to us and they said, hey, what, what do you guys think about this stuff? Like, this seems wrong to me. And we're like, start digging into it. We're like, by golly, this is terrible stuff. But just, just the look of the Enneagram um, it looks pretty occultish to me. That's that's kind of my first initial gut feeling was that yeah. it was was pretty occultish. It looks like a, a pentagram, but it, not a not a five sided pentagram. It looks more like a nine sided pentagram, and there's a there's a lot to that. A lot of the, <laughs> the visual is kind of correct, and just not only the churches in the local area. This is kind of national. There's a pastor. What was Rick Sauls? I heard, listened to him talk to another guy that had a radio show, a fairly big one, I guess. Um, and that's all they basically talked about was their Enneagram. And then uh, the Gospel Coalition. Um, Russell it, Moore. Import Russell Moore. Uh, Kevin DeYoung doesn't think it's a good thing, and, and Kevin DeYoung's right. Russell Moore thinks it can be a good thing if, if you know if it's done correctly. And he obviously doesn't even know what he's talking about, yet he devoted ten, about a 10-minute video. And if you watch that video, you'll see that he doesn't know what he's talking about. And if you read the comments below, there's a lot of people that watched him talk about what he doesn't know about, telling him he doesn't know about it. In fact... One was saying you should take this down and kind of understand what you're talking about. And I would agree wholeheartedly. The Enneagram is not what is purported to be just a personality test to find out what your personality is. It has a much different um, origin than that. Yeah. Now, I, you know, you, you brought up Russell Moore and uh, his, his YouTube channel is pretty interesting, to say the least. <laughs> Uh, and, and in fact, I I, I'm going to go ahead and endorse, do something that has never happened before. I'm going to endorse a Russell Moore video. Oh, no. I, I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go ahead and endorse a Russell Moore video. This is the first time, you know, everybody goes after us and they, they always say that, you know, we're just so mean to Russell Moore, but I'm going to endorse a Russell Moore video here, but I'm not going to endorse it probably in the way that you're thinking. I'm going to endorse it as a comedy routine. Uh, I think it is a terrific comedy routine, and that is his video on artificial intelligence. Uh, go ahead and just just watch that. You'll understand what we're talking about, especially if you go over to 30pieceofsilver.org and check out Thomas Littleton's uh, piece on that that's related to it. But 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 enough of that before we ruin this and have to start over. Uh, so <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll move on. But let's go back to the the enneagram. Now you started mentioning the origins of the enneagram. It's a little bit different now. Now now first of all, we need to tell people because there's a chance you have been uh, proselytized with the enneagram, and that you've been told about this and and you've uh, been been had it sneaking into your church and things like that. Call it a spiritual tool. It's a spiritual right. tool. They say. And uh, 
Yeah, it's 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 just a personality it, test, right? It's kind of yeah, it's real faddish, and it can help you with your ministry. And um, once you understand who you are, what your personality is, and you'll you'll find out who you're more complimentary with, and who might cause you more trouble. And you can kind of focus your life, and it'll give you more focus in your ministry because it helps you know who you are. Yeah, I I mean, it, it told me that I'm not complimentary at all. I'm just a hateful bigot. No, just kidding. I didn't take a. I, I was didn't take. Say, I didn't test. see that one on the points. But. Uh, no, I didn't take. That's okay. not one of the nine points. That's just everybody else who tells me I'm a hateful bigot. But uh, <laughs> so you don't even need the enneagram. You've right. Got others I, to I already you. knew that. Yeah. I mean, uh, people tell me that all the time. But uh, <laughs> anyway, the enneagram here. Uh, and, and sir, I, I am pumped up. So I, I'm probably going to say some dumb things. That's that's how I, I roll. But that makes uh, for a better podcast. Right. As it's far as it's going to be more entertainment value. Yeah. So the Enneagram, uh, where in the world do we get, we come up with this thing? Uh, where does it come from, Patrick? Well, it's it's said that, you know, this, this goes back to Sufi Islam, some of it, some of the origins. And uh, it, now some of the associations of the gentleman who came up with the Enneagram probably was some Sufi Muslim, Sufi Islam. So Sufi Islam is the mystic Islam, you know, like there's mysticism in the Catholic Church, mysticism now creeping into our churches. Um, so th- these are people, that, the, the Sufi Muslims, that kind of lay the Quran to the side a little bit and go more for the uh, esoteric knowledge, that is, the, the knowledge for a few, or seeking that hidden knowledge that you find in the occult. Gnosticism? Gnosticism, um, that you find the monastic movements of uh, the early church days, the Desert Fathers, which we've talked about. Um, so, so these are, you know, every religion has, is going to have these in them, and of course, Islam being a false religion, certainly the mysticism side has crept in. So that's Sufi Islam. But the Enneagram was actually conceived by mystic, philosopher, and spiritualist George Ivanovich Gurdjieff. Now, George, that's the easiest, but I'm just going to go on a first name basis with George because the rest of Ivanovich is not too bad, but that last name's a little little hairy for me. <laughs> but uh, he was born in uh, Armenia or a part of the Russian Federation back in his day. Now, they don't know exactly when he was born. It estimates from 1866 to 1877. So somewhere in that 10-year period, uh, George was born, and he lived till 1949. So as I said, he was a mystic and a spiritualist. He associated with probably some Sufi uh, Muslims and different things in that part of the world. And he came up with the Enneagram, uh, which is a nine-sided, kind of a pentagram-looking thing like we talked about. It, as a way to diagram cosmic reality. So there's your mystical stuff. It, that, that's what it was. It was his diagram of, of cosmic reality. It was an occult diagram. That's all it was. There was nothing about personality or anything about it. It was his whatever viewpoint from his insights that he got, his hidden knowledge that he was able to discover. It kind of pinpointed how the cosmos was and reality and the spiritual and all that sort of thing. Not a whole lot to it. It was just a visual. No. I, I mean, I just have to stop here and go... Wait a minute. If this is the start of the history, and, and, and by the way, this this isn't like secret history. In fact, I, I believe it's this is even referred to on the Gospel Coalition's website. The Enneagram. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. This this kind of history, though, that mm-hmm. they even uh, I think it's Kevin. Uh, Kevin DeYoung. Kevin DeYoung uh, goes and talks about the idea of uh, how it might have some occult nature. Now, he doesn't fully commit to that, I don't believe. See, I will fully commit to that yeah. because um, if, if you want a really good understanding of it, there's a lady who uh, used to be an astrologer, astrologist, was heavy into the New Age stuff. Her name is Marcia Montenegro. She runs a site called Christian Answers for the New Age. 
I would recommend you go there. There's a lot of good information there. Marsha also has been interviewed on several programs. If you put in uh, Marsha Montenegro and uh, Enneagram, there's uh, several good uh, videos on YouTube and different other areas where you can get her expert uh, viewpoints. She's done a lot of research on this, knows it from having been on that side of things for a while. And uh, she's, she's and of course, she's a Christian lady now, which, praise God, and nobody's so far lost that, that God can't bring you out of it. You need but believe and uh, be saved uh, on the Lord Jesus Christ. He died for your sins, and glory to God, all of us were once sinners, and, and uh, those of us that are not... Um, in that, in that, any sort of thing like that. Not saying we were in a, uh, a cult or anything like that. But anybody that's lost, it doesn't matter how you're getting to hell. The, the fact of the matter is, that's what you deserve, and that's where you're going, unless you accept the blood of Jesus Christ. But, but, but what I'm, I'm getting at here is like, with this history, just, just the start of it, and we're just touching the, the tip of the iceberg. It's like, what does any Christian or any church have to do? With the Enneagram. I mean, this is yeah. insane. G- given this start, what good can come out of this obviously blatantly occultic experience? You, you know, let me uh, let me quote um, someone who we should all quote, and that, that's Jesus, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, can a bad tree bear good fruit? And no, that Jesus said it would not. You can't take um, figs from a thistle tree. Right. And, and this is, I mean, just, just the start Born of this. Tree. That's that's what it sounds like it's setting up to be. Yeah, well, well, it's interesting. So we'll keep on going. So he went to went on, and uh, P. P. D. Ospinsky was kind of a guy that followed him. He kind of kept it going a little bit, but didn't add anything to it. He he published a few books, and he was definitely an occultist as well. But there's a fellow named Oscar Chazo, and he ran the Erica Occult School in Chile. Now he uh, obviously an occultist. <laughs> Right there, still, the occult school. <laughs> I believe he's still alive as well. And he added uh, ego fixations to this this uh, nine-sided enneagram. So um, he started adding some some like there's these points actually mean something. So he was and he was you know things of the mind. But he had a buddy, and his buddy was Claudio Naranjo, who's also still alive. He's a Chilean New Age psychiatrist. So you see now you start to see these things starting to roll together. A lot of a lot of this mysticism, psychiatrist type stuff, New Age kind of blends together these philosophies, and that's what they are. They're men's philosophies, but they're guided by spiritual forces that are not not of God. He also this guy Claudio Naranjo. He used uh, psychedelic drugs to help get him in the mood so he could you know have these great thoughts. But here's something interesting, and this is something you need to be aware of. He channeled. Um, automatic writing for the Enneagrams, any types or personality types. Now, channeling means you are reaching out to another entity, something outside of you that comes into you. And automatic writing is not good. Automatic writing is where, and this is an actual phenomenon, I, I, you know, you start reading into this stuff, and if you're not dealing the occult world, you don't know these things. But what happens, automatic writing is where a demonic spirit actually takes control of your arm, your writing hand, and it start, your hand starts writing. You put a pen, obviously, in your hand, and it starts writing on a piece of paper, legible writing. You have no idea. You, you can be looking away. You, it's not coming from you. It's coming from this other source. So this Claudio Naranjo, this Chilean New Age psychiatrist who used psychedelic drugs, was channeling automatic writing, and through this writing, through this contact with this demonic force, he got the any the uh, what they call them types and personality types. So the 
these different nine personalities doesn't come from him. It came from some demon. Right. And, and so this is something that I think is very vital and important for, for everyone to understand here. Uh, we are, as Christians, in a spiritual war. And there are demons, there are principalities, there are powers, there are rulers of darkness. And uh, these these demons that are out there, they do have power. And this is something that I think is is very vital for us to understand. Uh, my my history is that I come from uh, a a line of witches. I'm I'm part gypsy. Uh, my my grandmother uh, who who got saved, praise the Lord, but uh, she would go and she went to the the grave and believing, and I I believe her too that she performed uh, death curses. Uh, and there were I mean just incredible stories, and not incredibly good, but incredibly uh, supernatural and powerful stories that I've heard from my family line of of just wild things that that have happened. And, and I don't say this to to oh scare people. I say this because we need to understand who our enemy is, and we need to recognize that our enemy does have power. He's not a, a guy wearing a red suit with horns and carrying around a pitchfork who lives in hell. That's not who Satan is. In fact, Satan appears as an angel of light, and he is on this earth today, seeking to whom he may blind and deceive and lull to sleep so that they might go to hell. That's what he is doing. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places. This indicates the magnitude of the spiritual war we're in. Now, we're so used to looking at everything physical. Well, this spiritual war manifests in the physical world, and this automatic writing, as example, is part of that. Now, when we talk about this, you know, some people, well, you know, we could have, it could be from God, or, or you know, I do medica- meditation, but it's Christian meditation. When we take these New Age concepts or these occultic concepts, whichever side they're coming from, and we try to slap a Christian label on them, and then that somehow magically makes them Christian, or it somehow puts the uh, possibility forward that these things are coming from God when the Bible specifically talks against these sort of things, warns us specifically to stay away from them. These do not come from God. This is us trying to rationalize something we're getting into that's dragging us in deeper than we ever thought we was going to go. We don't even know what the nature of this stuff is. You know, there's people thinking, well, this is okay. This stuff is not okay. This demonstrates demonic control to some point over people. Now, when it's controlling your hand, that's pretty significant when a a demonic force can take control of your hand. God does not work this way. The Bible tells you how God works. He does not work in this way. These are occultic ways. And if you're dabbling or experiencing any of these things, you're in a very dark place and you need to seek your way out of that quickly to get away from that because it only becomes worse. That's right. And so, uh, anyway, um, continuing on with the history there, sorry to derail us, but I think that's important for everyone to understand. Yeah, it's it's a good point. So, anyway, so Claudio Naranjo, he went to Esalon in California. So, this was late 60s into the early 70s. This was kind of a, a I guess you could say, a place by the ocean where some of these psychiatrists or psychologists met up with new age people and they kind of did some communal type living stuff and experimentation and and uh, let's just say probably uh, not a lot of moral stuff was going on there but he went there and he taught this idea of the enneagram to bob oaks bob oaks was also there bob oaks was a catholic mystic finally a name that i can pronounce bob oaks (laughs) so so bob was a catholic mystic so he learned the enneagram there and then he from naranjo 
And then he took that and he taught, started teaching that in some of the Catholic Church. Well, there's a fellow by the name of, and you may, maybe you know this guy, maybe you don't, Catholic mystic Richard Rohr. Have you heard that name? R-O-H-R. Kind of a, a big name in, in the New Age type stuff. But unfortunately, he's somehow got a name as being a Christian in a Christian church. So Richard Rohr learned the Enneagram from Oaks and he really promoted it. Now, Rohr wrote the book, The Universal Christ. The, you know, that's that's the cosmic, you know, God's in everything, God is one, um, whole bunch of stuff. Now, the cosmic Christ kind of is a mixture of uh, Catholic mysticism, Jungian philosophy, or Jungian, they call it, Carl Jung, Carl Jung, however you it's spelled J-U-N-G. He was a contemporary of Sigmund Freud, that very wicked man. And uh, Jung actually came over, I'm just going to call him Jung, because that's why I like to pronounce it, you, you know, if that's... That's the way I do it. But he came over with Freud when Freud came over here in the early part of last century and was proclaiming some of these different ideas in psychology and psychoanalysis. And these ideas were definitely anti-Christian, definitely against the Christian sexual ethics, speaking all kinds of perversions, saying if you didn't participate in these things, then you were the ones that were abnormal. But And then also, um, not only did he combine Jungian philosophy, but also Eastern religion and even parts of Sufi Islam. So these, these are all um, part of what Richard Rohr promotes in his book, The Universal Christ. But he also wrote the Enneagram, A Christian Perspective. Now the man I just described to you, Richard Rohr, is a Catholic mystic who's influenced by such things as Sufi Islam, Eastern religions, Jungian philosophy. Jungian, by the way, is a psychologist that is very influential in the New Age. That's one of their big guys. Now, Jung's gone, but that's one of the guys they really mm -hmm. go after. So, But he has the audacity to write the Enneagram, a Christian perspective. Richard Rohr is not a Christian. How can he give a Christian perspective? I just gave you his background. Right, and, and that's just absolutely crazy. And, I mean... Uh, from a Christian perspective, you you need to have the Bible as your influence. You don't need to have Sufi Islam as your influence. You need to have the Bible as your influence. Well, this idea now of, of the, the Enneagram also got a, a boost from uh, the sacred Enneagram written by Chris Huertz. I think I'm pronouncing his name correct. So these ideas went from, you know, the occult, in the Catholic mysticism, Catholic mysticism now transported it over to church. It's it's part of uh, uh, even the Social Justice Society thing. Mr. Huertz, who wrote the Sacred Enneagram, um, social justice is kind of part of his thing too. But the point there is, uh, it has now weaseled its way into the mainstream in churches. You have pastors, as we were talking about, in churches now, thinking, "Oh, this is fun. Let's let, you know, this is a Christian tool." Which obviously, how can it be a Christian tool when it has everything occultic about it? Its origins are occultic. Its people that push it are occultic. They're mystic. They are not Orthodox Christians. They do not hold to the sanctity of the Bible. And yet, they're putting it forth as now part of a Christian um, act or a Christian thing you can bring in your church, have some fun with it, find out what your personality type is. I, I scratch my head when this stuff comes up. And even at the point where somebody like Russell Moore, who's the head of the ERLC, the Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission at the Southern Baptist Convention, also a board member of the Gospel Coalition, and they're having these polite conversations. Well, is it good? Well, maybe it's not good, but if you use it the right way, it could be good. Nothing is good when you dabble with the devil. That's right. And, uh, you, you know, the three churches in our area that I mentioned before that are, are using the, the Enneagram, um, they're all three Baptist churches. Or, or at least at one point in time would claim to have been a Baptist church. I, I would disagree. I would say probably none of the three are technically Baptist, uh, but they 
One has Baptist in name still. One is uh, openly a Southern Baptist, or at least somewhat openly a Southern Baptist. And the the other one, uh, at one point in time, uh, his name was First Baptist, and and now is no longer First Baptist. But uh, but this is something that is is they're evangelical. It's it, and if they're in you know small town or or maybe not quite small town, but if they're in Iowa of all places. Uh, this is in churches across the United States. Exactly. Uh, th- this enneagram. Now, uh, what they're going to go and, and present this as is a personality test, but not just a personality test to find out who you are. It's the idea of a personality test, and they'll go and present it as to find sanctification. And there's there's a spiritual aspect to this too, right? So your personality is indicating certain spiritual things, and, and it it pushes you that direction. So you say, well, you know. Even if that is the case, what's the harm in taking a simple personality test? There's personality tests I've taken before that were not you know, related to the occult. And of course, well, if that's what you want to do, that's good, but make sure they're not related to the occult. But what this serves as, it serves as a distraction, number one. So now we're talking mm-hmm. about the Enneagram instead of what Jesus did for us or mentoring people or growing people in their faith. We're talking about our personalities, which now puts the emphasis on who? On me. Mm-hmm. So it emphasizes me, and then the Enneagram, well, I'm a two, and a two's are like this, and, it, and it, we're supposed to do this, we're supposed to do that. So now the Enneagram itself becomes the filter by which you view yourself, your interaction with others, even your ministry. The Bible tells us that it's Christ, in Christ where we have our worth, that through there's saved people and there's unsaved people. I happen to know what my personality is, and people around me would know that too. My wife, poor soul that she is, maybe better than anybody. But the fact of the matter is, we're not to be looking at everything through the filter of the Enneagram. We're to be looking at everything through the filter of the Bible, through what right. Jesus taught, not what some occultist sent down to us. Right, and so how the uh, the the Enneagram, Enneagram. <laughs> I just forgot about the word there for a second. <laughs> I, I failed geometry in high school, so that's this isn't my subject at all. But uh, <laughs> I don't remember the Enneagram, but anyway. No, no. Uh, but anyway, um, the big thing is, is they'd say, okay, you're one of these uh, n- numbers, okay? You, you you get one of these numbers. And, and it kind of reminds me of, Patrick, I know you like Chinese food, okay? I like pretty much all food, but yeah, yeah Chinese yeah, is I, one of them. Mm-hmm. I, I like eating cat, too. Um, but if it's done right. Right. I mean, if, if you pour the right sauce on it, put some rice there, it's good. I'm a sauce guy. But uh, if you've ever been to a Chinese restaurant, it, it has the, the Chinese calendar, right? Yeah. And so, like, you go and you read it, and it'll say, like, okay, you're you're a monkey, stay away from the the boar or something like that. Okay, I don't uh, I don't really remember if that's what it, what it is or not, but that's kind of how the the enneagram works. Yeah. It goes and says, like, if you're an eight, it goes and says, like, okay, you need a two to compliment you. And I don't know if these are the right numbers, uh, but it will go and it will say something personality wise, like you are are this, you're a leader, and so you need to watch out for going and oppressing people, maybe, or, or, or running people over or something like that. That's your area of sanctification that you need to work on. Now, now here's, here's the thing. That sounds nice. Everyone's probably listening going, so what's the big deal? Well, here's the thing. In 2 Peter 1, verse 5, it starts off and it says this. It says, but for also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, to brotherly kindness love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we see this here when it comes to this idea of sanctification. 
it's not simply that you're look you're lacking one thing. And I know they're going to say that I'm strawmanning this, but 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 understand here, it's going and saying here, just be mindful of this one thing. The Bible goes and tells us that we're to be adding in all of these different things. It's it's a continual process. It goes and it's saying, hey, we're not just bad in one area; we're bad in lots of areas, and that doesn't have to do with our personality. That has to do with our sin nature. You know, so with that being the goal, you know, Satan's the master of distraction. You know, we live in a world that there's, we have all sorts of entertainment possibilities, uh, the desire for gratification in every area, whether it be food or whatever else you're doing. It's all at our fingertips, and all this stuff does, especially when we indulge ourselves, it takes time out of our 24-hour day. We have 24 hours to do everything we're going to do in a day, sleep, eat, go to work, whatever. So if we spend, Satan doesn't care how we're spending our time as long as it's not in prayer, not in the Bible, um, not thinking on these things. He would much rather have us taking personality tests at the Enneagram and then having long conversations and kind of designing our life around our personality types. Again, this is, this is utter foolishness. If you read your Bible, and understand what's being said. And that's the thing. Read your Bible. Read it for content. These sort of things are not talked about. If God would have thought the Enneagram was important, he'd have had his own Enneagram. He's not talking about, again, what your personality should be. He's talking about who you can be in him, how you can be transformed with your lost sinner, or once you become to salvation, the person you can become and become useful in his kingdom. He talks about, in Jesus talking now in John, that he's the uh, uh, branch or the vine, and we can be the fruit in that vine. God is the husbandman. So God is the one that makes everything possible. Through Jesus, we can bear fruit. Now, if we don't bear fruit, uh, what, good is the, what good is a vine or what good is that branch? It's, it's good not. for nothing. And you're not bearing any fruit when you are taking occultic things, especially occultic things into the church. Because if you're taking this into the church, this opens the door to other occultic things. And in these demon presences or these... Um, uh, manifestations of, of the, the wicked spirits of Satan, you're making an invitation to them when you start dabbling and dealing in this sort of thing. There's no other way about it. Uh, again, if you want to hear uh, from, from that perspective, Marcia Montenegro and her website, Christian Answers to the New Age, you should check it out. Um, there's probably some stuff, especially if, you're not, if you don't come from this world, there's a whole lot going on that, that we're unaware of. And uh, that's I have to admit there's there's areas here that I still need to do a lot of search on and once I finish the book that I'm currently writing on I'm going to be shifting gears and moving into this and try to learn as much as I can for the benefit of others and you know for my sake as well so I can be better prepared when we run across these things because I'll tell you what this stuff is happening and it's happening with it's very attractive to youth today and it's yep. happening in our churches it's happening in our youth it's it's in some forms it's being taught in the in the schools and uh, kids are being drawn into this and, you know, uh, not saying anything about kids. Kids are smart, but uh, they lack some of the, the shall we say, the uh, discretion discretion and, and maturity to, to stay away from these things. And, and really, nobody should be dabbling them. I don't care how old you are, but kids are being sucked into this, and it's a real threat to our souls. That's right. And, you know, I uh, just to conclude here, I think of uh, John seventeen seventeen. it says, uh, sanctify, sanctify them by truth. Your word is truth. Uh, when it comes to this idea of the antiogram, and, and it's not just this. Uh, now, it's the antiogram happens to have occultic uh, roots, occultic history, and, and is you know <laughs> demonically brought out. 
uh, through the occult, and so we should definitely stay away from it. But there are a lot of things that people go and they move towards that replace God's word and replaces God's system and God's way for sanctification. You know, um, because of your personality, you very well, just as all of us, might have a propensity to sin in a different way. Or, or uh, one sin might be more attractive or, or, or whatever, something that you come back to. It might be the hog trough that you like to eat at. But the Holy Spirit works through the Word of God to sanctify us by illuminating the passages and illuminating the sins in our life to bring us to repentance. That's how God designed it so that we might repent, confess our sins, and then repent of our sins so that we might go and, and turn away from those sins. That's how God designed it. He didn't design it to go and to say, okay, find out your personality. Okay, and then, well, you, this is is where your problem is. Because, I mean, there's all kinds of philosophical issues with this. What happens if you lie in the questions? You know, I mean, just even in a practical sense, this is this is just a dumb idea. But even more than that, it's scary because it has demonic roots. Uh, not open your mind to this stuff. Right. Stay away. Um, stay away from this this evil. And when somebody that's a big shot in a church or a well-known pastor, or even maybe your pastor, wants to bring this into church or telling you it's okay, you need to take a stand. Do that's right. Do not allow them by their position of authority to lead you into evil too. If they want to go that way, warn them. If they continue to go that way, maybe it's time to think about separating company with them. But you need to warn others as well. This is nothing to be uh, toiled to toil with or to dabble with. Right. Satan's favorite net to ensnare us, uh, to ensnare people with is uh, the, the net of a make-believer, somebody who has a, a Christian name uh, and wears a what would Jesus do bracelet but is lost and on their way to hell. And they're going to hear from uh, Jesus Christ, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, I never knew you. And this is exactly what the Enneagram is. It is a satanic tool uh, that that people will go and and be drawn into to to a fake pseudo Christianity with, and become a make believer and be worshiping a guy named Jesus, but it is the wrong Jesus and not the Jesus of the Bible. Well, for the Shining Light Podcast, this is Pastor Sam and Patrick. No compromise with evil, Wyatt. Have a great day. You hear him talking about evolution. I saw some